hello, hello, Sakpase, y'all. This is Marianne, your co-host from Zoview Podcast. Um, Bo is not here today, but I do have a guest with me, so you can introduce yourself. Uh, this is Marquise, Dirt Master CEO. All right, explain. You know, let them know. You got, you know, you gotta do proper introduction. We gotta do a proper introduction. I'm, I'm new to this. Thing. No, it's <laughs> no, this is Marquise McKenzie, um, Dirt Master CEO, residential commercial cleaning here, resident out of Orlando. Um, nonprofit leader, core community outreach enterprise. There you go. I gotta put everything out. <laughs> so I reached out to Marquise because um, Denise had came over and she was talking highly of you. And I was like, I always wanted you on our show, you know, to talk about you know incarceration and all that good stuff and you know business because I know you're doing a business. So you know, um, let us know about your business. Like, what do you do? Um, so the Dirt Master, we've been in business for five years now. Um, it's residential cleaning, commercial cleaning, um, just anything with cleaning, we just definitely be tapping on it. So, you know, we got still striving on a lot of things. You know, I think I got a, almost like a 50-year plan, business plan that I'm, I'm working on, trying to actually be around for a long time. We're just trying to put a new face on cleaning, special for our community. Um, another real reason I started just being incarcerated for so long and, you know, what I'm thinking about is franchising for guys and women just coming home from prison, a business that if they want to get into the janitorial business, they can get a franchise. So I'm just working hard right now to build a brand that mm-hmm. could be so good that I can't offer franchises all over the state of Florida and even outside the state of Florida. So why did you pick, like, business of cleaning? Like, you know, that's like a weird kind uh, of, I think of a maid, <laughs> like a housemaid. Right. I mean, for one, it, it's a need for the business. And when mm-hmm. you get in business, I think, you know, and, um, started just even when I was growing up my mom used to always make us do like special cleaning so it's like for some reason like I was already used to it then my dad he started the cleaning business but it's like he never could be successful so that was two of the reasons but the main reason was when I was in prison and I was at a youth camp and this would be so much fighting between the youth you know what I'm saying when they got a lot of they call us jits when we together just be so yeah. much stuff going on so what they did was like they took all of everything away from us like our TV our canteen it was like only way y'all gonna get this back if y'all clean y'all dorms and y'all gotta oh, okay. compete for them and I was the Houseman at the time, so the houseman was the one who had to take care of all the cleaning needs. So for like six months straight, my dorm came in first place, and we we won all our stuff back every month for six months. So I was like, if I could do this for free in here, I'm just gonna do it when I get home. So <laughs> that's smart. That's very smart. Um, so you said you started your business five years ago. What like when you started your business? What like are the ups and downs? Like. Did you have to start all over? Did you have to stop? Like you know. I, th- I mean, I wouldn't say no downs because I think when you go into business, you're trying to be an entrepreneur. I think that's always a good route if you're doing it the right way. I think it's just mostly just getting out there and just branding, like hit the ground. I think I did a pretty good job actually branding, um, as far as my logo, um, mm-hmm. the way I went about things. I th- I don't know. I can't really say no down thing because when business everything down, I guess you just take it as a lesson. You learn and stuff. So. Mm-hmm. That's what's up. So let's talk about, you know, your nobody like really knows you and your story. Because I remember I was talking to you how you went to juvenile and stuff like that. So tell us about that. Like, Okay. So, yeah, basically uh, when I was 15 at that time, I think I ain't really had no focus in life. And when you ain't got no direction, you don't really know what you going to say. You just wander off and go anywhere. Mm-hmm. So at that time, I just wanted to be the biggest drug dealer by the time I was 30. So, you know, to be the biggest drug dealer by I was 30, I had to do a lot of stuff. And I went to 
no star So you drugs. was like a real drug dealer. Like. <laughs> now, the thing about it, I wasn't even selling no drugs at the time. But I just knew I had to do certain stuff to get to that point. So I was oh, like, okay. by the time, I'm, you know what I'm saying? So I started caring, not doing the stuff that I was doing. You know, I grew up with my mom, my dad. They wasn't together, but, you know, I ain't have I ain't have no needs or worry for anything. So I wouldn't say it was pure pressure because that's an excuse. I just, like I said, I ain't have no direction of it. You know what I'm saying? Why I really want to do it. So I just started, you know what I'm saying, committing a lot of crimes and stuff. And one day, the funny thing, it's not funny, but the crazy thing about it, I had done so much. And I was like, you know, we used to go out on the weekends. And I was saying, when this weekend come up, the first person I come across, I'm going to kill him. So it was oh, like, wow. but I didn't make it to that weekend. I made, I got arrested for a robbery charge that Thursday night. And I thank okay. God because I would have got messed up. So it was a robbery with a firearm. You know? So for me, you know, me being black, and I'm going to say that because they targeted us. And I had a firearm. They took me out of the juvenile system and put me in the adult system and charged me as an adult. So Oh, so just because you had like an arm, even though you didn't shoot it, they right. still charged you. That's crazy. Yeah. Dang, <laughs> I did not. Hey, that's crazy. So yeah, that's from that case. So you know, and that was a life learning lesson for me, man. Just realize, you know, like you know, just because you're young, you're not gonna get a slap on your wrist. And that's why I be telling a lot of juveniles these days, you know, just because you're young, you ain't getting no 21 days. And I actually was around people that was 14, 15 years old, is getting life sentences, getting 30 years, 60 mm-hmm. years. So seeing them coming back from court, I'm like, hold on, I got to go to court too. We got the same thing. So it was a scary feeling, yeah. but it was a life changer. That's crazy. Because I thought there's, like, there's rules and regulations for when you're, like, a juvenile in the jail system. I thought there was, like, rules that there's certain crimes they can't charge you. Right. I mean, it's certain. As an adult. It's certain crimes they can't. And it's, I mean, they, how I said not just get, being a part of politics, they can do whatever they want to do. They do what they want to do. And it's like, if we're not too much educated and don't know about certain laws and stuff, they're going to get over on us. So. Oh, so that's, okay. I understand. Because <laughs> I was like, I thought there was laws like they couldn't charge. Because I thought it was only for murders. Like, that was the only reason you would get charged do, as, an, as adult. an adult. I mean, you would think that that's the only charge, you know, you would charge. If, if, how I feel that if the child didn't harm anybody like you know saying they didn't like hit them mm-hmm. or like that if nobody wasn't injured i don't think you should charge them as an yeah, adult but crazy. murder is a, a it's a deep charge and i think you know you have to look at that as a different circumstance yeah. so do they still um i know like now they try to put children on death penalty like say when they do murder and some sometimes you know i'm not saying murdering murder murdering people is a good point but sometimes i see the trauma in kids on why they probably murdered that person or that person you know try to harm them right. so now are they still doing death penalty or do you know well i think every every case is different on um, oh, the okay. scenario uh, i know one thing is that it's proven that you know a child brain is not the same brain as an adult, and you don't have an adult brain until you're around 24, 25. So we've been fighting that case because a brain mm-hmm. surgeon even said that. Like, So we've been fighting that. It was like, why would you charge us as an adult when this child can't even make adult decisions? Even when they say, you know, kids can't sit on jury. We don't allow kids to ring yeah, at a certain age. We don't allow them to buy alcohol. But you charging them as an adult, but it's certain things they can't do as an adult. And they don't do, like, an evaluation, like a mental, you know, evaluation for these to kids be before? You, they come That come in so late. Like, oh, even, okay. even my situation they came and did a pre-screen investigation on me like when it's right time for me to get sentenced like y'all should have been there that, that you know so it was just crazy they wait so late to do it in the game and I, I think it's more of us just educating you know being black you know even black and brown certain stuff that we don't even like our parents don't look at or even trying to do but i'm pretty sure another race was like no that's the first thing they hear let's get this person evaluated let's get mm-hmm. them checked out but we don't even be thinking about stuff like yeah. that because i see for like you know other you know, I don't want to say this, but true. For Caucasian, that's the first thing they do. they like, oh, we're going to do this pre-mental right. evaluation. They may but get offered to go to a treatment program right away. Like, they said, he need to go to a treatment program. But us, they just, you know, treat us like predators. So your organization, you said you had, like, an organization where you're helping the kids, you know, 
that's getting charged an adult. Talk more about that. Like. Right. So I was actually one of the ambassadors for the campaign on No, no Place for a Child campaign. Mm-hmm. It's a coalition. They just stop indirect violence. So it's three bills that we was in Tallahassee pushing to legislators. Um, basically, the first bill to stop direct violence, 14 and 15 years old. Then the second one is how they house um, kids when they direct violence. So when you get direct violence, they take you out of the juvenile system and put you in a, the adult system. So, so here at Orange County, they took me out of juvenile and put me in 33rd. And so when you when they take you guys out of juvenile and put you in 33rd, so you guys are a grown people and it doesn't matter what type of crime these people are doing. No, so they actually keep us isolated from them. So and that's oh, a that's okay. a thing that we're trying to stop because they really if the jail thirty third is not actually it wasn't built to have the house juvenile. So they actually have us isolated like on this on a back part of the jail that they're not really using like that. I mean they keep it where we're supposed to be at but Okay, so they don't mix you guys up. Right. Okay. But when you go to prison, you know what I'm saying, depending on what you're charged, okay. how much of time you can get missed on adults. And uh the last bill for the direct fouling is try to give more discretion to the judge because the state prosecutor is the one that make all the decisions. The judge is not the one be like, oh I don't think so. So we try to like introduce those three bills and stuff so we can stop okay. that. So and I also know, you know, Amendment 4 is passed in Florida. Yay, yay, yay. So <laughs> yeah. can you tell, because I know a lot of people probably don't know about that, right. but like how important Amendment 4 right. is. Right, so Amendment 4, where they gave access to 1.4 million felons, uh, we, talk, we call them returning citizens, and the reason why we, we don't call ex- people felons anymore because it's a proven fact when you call somebody an ex-felon or a convict, they go back and do the same, like more worse. Yeah, because so they them, feel like they can't do anything Right, so we call that. them returning <laughs> citizens, if you hear me say that. So basically it gave access to those returning citizens to be able to vote, and it was always about the people. Um, we don't care about, you know, if you're a politician, um, if you're a Republican or a Democrat. We just care about everybody who's going to lean forward, you know. And I think now the politicians are making it a color thing. And to be honest with you, it might, this amendment, it affect more white people than it affect black. You know, six, 70% of the, the people that can vote that couldn't vote, they're not black. So it's oh, like okay. a lot of people thinking it's always helping black people, but it's more it's people that are felons yeah. that are not black. So it's not a color thing with us, and that's what they're making it right now. And we actually going to Tallahassee in the mar to fight against this bill that they're trying to oppose. It's basically trying to put a voting block, you know what I'm saying? They're trying to suppress the voters. That's what we think in Florida, how mm-hmm. they're doing it. So, and it's about people. We never thought about the politics. It's about the people getting their right and their dignity back. Yeah. And what's so crazy, like, I was telling somebody, like, because I follow you on Facebook, I like I didn't even know people <laughs> that, got out of, like, that got out of prison or jail could not even vote. So I didn't even know that right was strip which you know right. was good educating because I was like wait they can't <laughs> vote the whole time I'm thinking people from jail are voting a lot of people not even now that we, we try to do a lot of voter education because sometimes I speak to some people who's like I don't care about voting mm-hmm. and I used to think that too because it was like oh we only look at presidential and I think a lot of our people don't even know about local elections. Like, yeah, so see, so I, that's I, I didn't. I was one of those. Right. I was like, what? That's what, where a lot what, of the chains come from. A lot yeah. of these local elections, those ones that control our communities and stuff like that. So we're trying to get a lot of people involved because voting do matter. You know, you said people say, I don't care, it don't affect. No, it do affect you. So we're just trying to get people. Do you know, like, what's a good resource where people could get? Because, like, sometimes, like, I, I use the internet, but sometimes... It's different. Like right. one one website says this, and then one says this. Cause like I like to learn about all the laws. I'm like, okay, why well, I'm gonna vote for this, and how it's right. going to affect me, and you know my people right. and stuff. Do I you mean, know any for good just resources? just mostly visiting your SOE, which is the supervisor election page. Oh, okay, uh, definitely. Then if you are a returning citizen, we always direct people to the Florida Rights Restoration Coalition, and we try to deal with the people that are returning citizens. Because what we're learning now is like even certain situations, a lot of people are being voices for certain things, and they're not even affected by it. So a lot of people making policy and making these changes in the community, they don't even know how it feels to be in that situation. So we want to actually help the people who can't 
vote and that want to vote. So we always just direct them to this, but not the SOE page. It's a good website yeah, to go to. Oh, good. So I'm put that. I'll put that under the the link <laughs> in the podcast. Um, what else did I want to ask you about? Oh, okay. So you know, there's like rumors when you're in jail in prison that you know that we probably wanted to clear up. You know, people always say, <laughs> "Did you drop the soap?" <laughs> <laughs> let me be, let me be because like you know, everybody talk about like sagging and dropping the soap, and people was like, "I was like, you know, I have to ask this question." Right. So let me. I think people. So, for originally, what I heard is that sagging came from, you know, gay dudes in prison when they want to be, they yeah. want somebody to have sex with, like, you They know, said that was a sign, like, right. I guess, and that it, you're it, open. Even to go in prison, when you be in your dorm and stuff, some dudes, like, they just be sagging, so that's not the case. Like, if you gay, you gay. You're going to be gay. Then it's okay. like, you in shower. Some prison, they have, like, open shower, but most of the prison, you be in a shower by yourself. So, it's oh, like, it's just so a it's theory. not even like, it's, sometimes, it's TV. Right. You know? it, it, <laughs> you know, like, so, like, sorry, like, I haven't been to all the prisons, but the prison I've been to, like, okay. we had individual. A shower, you going to a shower about yourself. I ain't saying that nobody can't go in there with you if you choose to let somebody go in there. That's you, but you have a shower by yourself. Okay. Plus, they got camera. They don't, to be honest, they don't like that, like playing around. They don't like that. No, I, I would think so. <laughs> you know, they don't, they don't want you guys to enjoy. And what about like, I know you guys see y'all make stuff, you know, out of anything. Is that true too? Like the shanks, oh, the yeah. toilet water and stuff. So you guys, because I know you post like the the jail food. Oh yeah. <laughs> and I I'll mean, be like, oh, what but is it's this? Good. It's good. It's I, I haven't tried. I haven't tried. It's I have normal. to try one of these. It's times. just normal food, just mixed up. It's just like how you see, like you know, you Haitian, how y'all cook y'all food yeah. a certain way. You know, American, it's the same food, it's just different season. But yeah, that stuff real. How they, you know, shame. So that's and all, all that, that stuff. stuff okay. yeah. <laughs> you got to protect just yourself. To clear. But even like, I think it's more because you got a lot of people they go in there, they you know they start being in gangs or they start doing like. I think it's just the individual. Like the whole time I was in jail, I didn't have to like, I ain't have to fight nobody. I got into a test of hearts with few. People just want to see you know if you yeah. Can. But other than that, it's like I went in there with the mentality like I know I'm coming home. I can't go home thinking the same way I came in. I changed, you know. I don't think I, I went to work. I just go to church. That was it. And I got a lot of respect, like you know. And I a lot of people from Orlando, like they seen the change in me. They knew it was solid. Like you know, some people go to jail. Like I'm just changing because you know I'm in jail. But yeah. I really was trying to make a difference because I see this wasn't where I'm from. And they had my back. Like nobody, like I ain't trying to brag, but nobody couldn't even look at me wrong. If not, them boys was like, you know, no, nah, not him. Y'all ain't so yeah. I, I had a cool breeze to be honest with you. Yeah. I had a cool little vibe. And do they really have like? Cause I know like people say, oh, they go to college and they graduate out there. Do they really have those resources when yeah. you're in prison? Like, did you see that? Right. So the when, books and stuff. Right. So when I was in, uh, by the time I actually got to the prison, I already had my high school diploma because I got my GED when I was in the county jail waiting. Oh, so okay. I just went straight to work. So I don't. I know they offer some classes, but I don't know how solid. But not even going to the, like being into politics. I'm learning like. It's a waste of time. Like, and they probably getting paid for some of that stuff because those probably. same trades they offer in prison, they can't come home and get a job. So that's one of my even my tasks to start attacking these prisons because y'all have our inmates out there working on the side of the road, cleaning up. But that same company that y'all getting paid for with over the doing it for, they can't come home and hire. So like that's like that's slavery. So we trying to stop that as well. But that's the thing. But it's like. I was just talking to um, one of my friends, and I was like, how do you, you know, how do you pick and trust somebody that's coming? Because sometimes they do come out and change, and they just want another living. But I'm just like, some people, they're just out there, they're going to do the same thing again. It's like, is it like, do you have to just take a chance? I want to say you take it, you have to be... (laughs) 
not a like. Ch- how can you? Is I think you just got to put a person. So so all right. For instance, with my cleaning business, and I actually went through this situation. Like I, I had got a contract down in Tampa, uh-huh. and it was a dude. He was actually wonderful president. He was an underdog in the race, but he was like he was a big dog. Mm-hmm. Like you come here, y'all do what y'all got to do. I'm gonna make sure you get sprayed it well in Tampa. You know, I took somebody with me, and that person had just came home, mm-hmm. and that person and another person ended up going back and breaking into the people's place. So it's like. Now having my business, chance. like taking my mm-hmm. chance, or in my, in my, and I do plan on hiring people that are ex felons, yeah. because that's who I am. I want to make sure I help, but I don't think I will put somebody just coming home out of prison inside one of my commercial properties where it's stuff in a. a now if I got a contracts like doing um, residential cleaning, like construction cleaning, I put them in something there, like because that because it ain't nothing you could take out of there. It's just dust. Like we got to get new stuff. You got to be clean, but I don't. That's just for me, just being safe is not. You can't help everybody. And some people will try to take you down. Yeah, because I know, like, some people, they want to hire them, and they're just like, it's like, what do you do, like, like say, like, a supermarket? You want to hire this person, but I'm like, how do you know they're not going to steal, right. you know, the money? Even though, say, they're not the cashier, but they're probably cleaning. And then, you know, you have right. inventory and stuff I mean, like you, that. another thing, you just be straightforward and not moving forward, like... Just coming from where I came from, I hate dealing with the police on stuff like that. Like now, mm-hmm. I don't have no problem with the police and they doing their job, but when it come down, it's like, and I it took it took forever to tell my cousin. I'm like, you know what? I'm gonna turn your name in just because you took food out of my kid's mouth. You know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? If these people didn't have you on camera, I could be charged for it. So I'm every people I tell them, I bring them and I hire you. I'm telling you straight up. If you steal something from these people, I'm working with them all I could to make sure you get prosecuted because you don't care about me. That's true. I'm trying to help you feed yourself, but you don't care about me. So I just, you just be straightforward. I think that some people just won't care. They yeah. Like, I ain't gonna even gonna deal with it. You'll know. You. I think these times of days, you'll know. Somebody they'll just stay away if you tell them straight up. I ain't playing. Like no, nah, they'll. Cause what I don't even think what jobs have like for like ex, oh I mean returning Assistant. citizens there you go I, I mean, gotta get that word down what jobs are there for them like once they come out because I mean because even if I know like they always say no discrimination like um no we can't discriminate and stuff like that right. and they check that box it's like I think I see like human sources they just like right. hey I'm gonna just throw this out right. like they don't even and I think it just it depends I think you gotta start somewhere like when I came home I started at KLC. And I was okay, like, I see hiring. Yeah, okay. yeah, so you just got to start something. You can find somebody to hire. And not saying that it's going to be forever, but I'd rather be working at McDonald's than, you know what I'm saying, standing mm-hmm. on the corner. Yeah, that fast money, good money, but yeah. it's a risk that come with it. So it's like, people got. I think people coming home from prison, they got to understand they got to start somewhere. And if they put that mentality in, like, and I worked my way up, I was almost a general manager at KLC until I left because, you know, certain situations. But. Mm-hmm. You got to start someone, but you, it's a lot of jobs that do hire us. So you just got to find them. You got to find them. Probably somebody need to put like you know maybe but like a it, website or like a resource like here. But they have a sheet, and it's crazy. They have a, a list of jobs that supposedly hire us for them, but I don't think those jobs, jobs are like, hiring. Nah, them. and then I think if they be more friendly enough and open, I think it's it's political thing because why you just can't politics. open and say make a commercial and say hey we hiring. Yeah, politics. People, you know what I'm saying? You gonna get and there's some some good people that been in prison. Like these people really want to work. They mm-hmm. can work. So that's why we push entrepreneurship, man. Forget that. Stop asking these people for jobs. We're gonna create these jobs ourselves. So that's what I, I'm, I'm big on entrepreneurship. No, entrepreneurship. I think everybody should just you know take your talents and you know make a business and stuff like that. Definitely. Like, yep. So you have your business. Let's go to the business and stuff. 
So, um, you know, we was before, you know, we started the podcast, we was talking about, you know, contracts and stuff like that. Do you want to tell your story? Like, oh, yeah. you know, why <laughs> you think contracts and stuff oh, so yeah. people could, you know, yeah, know. Yeah, definitely. So recently, you know, I was just, I just lost a cleaning contract and I'm not scared of shit. I was hurt to be honest with you because I'm like, I just know I was giving 110% mm-hmm. in here. Like, I was doing stuff I wasn't even supposed to get, I wasn't getting paid to do, but it was just... Like, you know, I read this book called Fred Factor. When you do extra, like, it just make people feel better. So I just, I'm always doing the extra when it comes down to good stuff. That's the Disney um, model. <laughs> but I lost the, I lost the contract. Um, for, I have I don't have a clear reason why. Because I think I was doing my job. I communicated well. Um, so, but for whatever reason, I didn't have no paperwork. Like, you know what I'm saying? So that was one. Of, it was a life-learning lesson to mm-hmm. me. Like, don't move forward in business unless I do a paperwork. Like, even when people call me out to their house to come do a quote, I just give them a price, and I'm like, all right. And it's crazy because I have a contract. Like, I could, I could, I can get to somebody. Mm-hmm. I have all this stuff, but I just never use it. So now it's like, all right, I need to do that. And I think God prepared me for something bigger because, you know, when stuff like this happens, if I'm on paperwork, you know, we got to handle this the right way. Even when, you know, a last other situation I'm telling about when I went and cleaned a guy, you know, and I took his word for advice, and mm-hmm. I still haven't got paid yet, and that's because I don't have no paperwork. I couldn't take it on court. And a lot of people tell me I've just been hard-headed and just moving so much, but I'm going to slow down and make sure I do stuff the right way now. So mm-hmm. it's best to make sure everything you do, just make sure you got paperwork. Put it on paper, guys. I've been telling you guys forever. Put everything on paper. It can be just as simple because, like, you know, I do podcasts, and then somebody's like, hey, I want to do event coverage or something like that. Right. And I promise you this, this, and that. But when you don't have no paper, it's like... Oh, I didn't say that. Right. I didn't say I was going to sponsor you. So I always say every put everything on paper is the right way to do it. Do people ever say that you change? No, no. No, nobody people? Because oh. I'm beyond you, I'm still in the hood. Like. Yeah, I know you're still in the hood, but I'm just like, everybody, like, this has you never, like, well, because, like, me, I just do podcasts, but I still, like, I live still in the hood and stuff right. like that. And, you know, I do have, like, my nursing degree, but it's like sometimes it's just like, you know, I go to work and stuff, and people are like, Oh, you're not the same no more and stuff. Uh, but I still be at the block party, you right. know, and stuff, and <laughs> yeah, just I mean, try to hang. I never, I never got, and I think it's like it's a different meaning. I never got that meaning the way you, like how, we, how they was like, oh, you changed. I, you mm-hmm. know, I ain't get rich yet, so maybe they be like, <laughs> oh, <laughs> like get some like, money. They probably be like, no, nah, but I don't think I'll never change. I'm gonna forever be helping the community. I'm gonna forever be trying to bring somebody else with me. Um, so I just like, and I, I think I just like staying close to my people. So I don't think I'll never change. It's like the way I go about stuff. I, I'm gonna say I don't never do what I used to do. Um, I still hang around the friends that I knew for years because those people are loyal to me. So, yeah. You know, just because I'm on a different path, I don't, don't make me have to stop hanging with them. But I just don't put myself in situations. And I think when people know that you're serious about your life and where you're going, they don't put you in situations. Like, my friends don't put me in stuff that ain't got nothing to do with me. Like, they make sure that I don't be a part of that because they know where I'm going at. All of us can't be in the streets. Somebody got to be on the other side. Yeah, but good. it feels good to be able to go. When I actually go back through the hoods, they be like, bro, we proud of you. I want to do what you're doing. I'm mm-hmm. like, come on, you can do it. Like, so I just be challenged. Them. So I think it's it's best to stay authentic when you really for the community. Like when you really for your people, just stay as, as solid as you could, authentic as you could be. So and it's crazy because growing up black, like you'll be hearing like they'll be saying, "Oh, you can't cuss. You don't need to be doing this. That's unprofessional." Yeah. Oh, you get around it like excuse me, you get around around a lot of white people, like a lot of wealthy white people. Like, they curse they, a they lot. Cuss a lot. <laughs> they be doing all this type of stuff. I mean, like. Dang, they got me over here doing this and these people. And they and I realize they just being themselves. Yeah. They never change themselves. They just know how to handle themselves when they sign the handle. So other than that, they have fun. So that's all. I just have fun with everything. Yeah, like my grandma always saying, there's a time and a place on where you, you know, you always right. like how to act. Because you have your kids. It's like, you know, if you're at church, there's certain things right. that you're not going to do and say. But if you're over here at like at a birthday party, you can run around and play. So it's like, right. you just have to act accordingly to your settings and stuff like that. Definitely. So.
Yeah. This is up. <laughs> is that Shade? Hey, our manager is here. Hello, hello. Come into in, come into in. All right, hello everybody. So we're back on Zovi Podcast. We had to take a little break because you know Shade came in late. You know she came on Haitian time, but that's okay. <laughs> I did not come on Haitian. Time. <laughs> All right, let's start. Let's start. Okay, so now that you're caught up, now that I'm caught you got to introduce yourself though. Oh, <laughs> sac passe, sac passe, listeners. It's so annoying. <laughs> okay, so how how can we support black businesses? Like your business in particular? No, just, no, just all black business, speaking in general. Oh, money. Money. You have to spend the money. Like people are like, oh, yeah, I'm, um, I'm supporting because I come to an event. Did you buy anything at the event? Did you like... You didn't do none of that. And then, like, some people don't even, um, they don't even post about, like, the event that they went to. Like, you'll post, oh, I went to, I went to this brunch. But you didn't post nothing about the vendors that were at the brunch. You didn't buy anything from the vendors at the brunch. Mm -hmm. Like, you guys are just networking to take pictures with each other. That's what it seems like it is. And it's a lot of, it's a lot of unfortunately black business network things that do that and like i sometimes i tell like i didn't learn anything i didn't learn no business strategies or you know how to further move my business all i just heard was people just taking pictures and hey these are yeah. the the companies that are vendors like it's just a hangout right it's just a hangout situation and i don't think that that's conducive to what they're what we're they're saying that we're supposed to do. You're always telling us what we're supposed to do, but you're not doing what you're saying that we're supposed to do. You know right. what I mean? So I, I think as black business, we just gotta like look back from the competition and stop trying to compete with each other because there's so much business out there. And it's like even just like from existing, like I get so many people ask me about the cleaning business. The first thing they say, I didn't think you was gonna respond because such and such, like they won't respond. I'm like, no, it's enough money out here. It's something that you may know. I need to be learning. But if we start realizing that we're not like, you know, I want to, I want to hook up with all the cleaners in the state of Florida. Like, wait, and I'm actually working on a cleaning conference, like how to start a cleaning business, that so we can cool. learn. Like everybody that want to be in that business, we can learn different aspects. But I think we just gotta start competing. It's enough money out here, and even like I look at it like these people. They be competing for the business, like, right here in our community. Like, to be honest with you, we don't need to be fighting for this business because it's so much like even just having a minority certification that have, it allows you to be able to bid on certain contracts just because you're black. Like, mm-hmm. people got to make sure that you get rewarded some of that money. And a lot of these people don't know about stuff like that. I ain't going to compete about with these people in Pine Hills about this stuff over here. I want to take the resources from out of Windermill and bring them over here to Pine Hills and stuff like that. So it's like if we just look out outside of where we live in that because we be draining our own community. Like, yeah. I don't even ask our community for it. I do stuff like I try not to ask my community for that because I'm draining my own community. I need to be bringing it into them, so we yeah. just realize that. So and you make your own, you make your own cleaning supplies. No, not yet. And so it's the crazy thing with that, most of all the supplies are almost the same, but just different labels. Now I've been speaking to di- different disputers, but asking about how I can actually get the products and stuff like that. So I just want to. Not- oh, so you didn't? Because I know I remember you saw you was like testing some cleaning. Right. Those were not your products. No. Nah, so oh, they okay. actually just regular, like they just cleaning people. Just so all people doing is just getting the same product from different brands and, and just putting, put their it, logo? And putting their logo on it. So it was just like a basic, like a showcase for me that where I actually want to be at one day. Because I think oh, okay. my, I think I can look good next to Mister Cleaning and stuff. Yeah. You know? <laughs> 
son. But if you give people to, like to make sure, like I just want to make sure everything 100% there before me before I ask them, like, can you buy this? Can you do this? I want to make sure everything on the par. So no, that makes sense. Yeah, but like still, they should like if you do make your cleaning supplies, even if there's like five different cleaning supplies businesses or whatnot, like the big stores, Walmart has a whole bunch of different brands mm-hmm. of random stuff, and right. sometimes they do the same thing. And they are the same thing. They just take mm-hmm. off the label. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So, like, the more you have... And then, like, me, I try to find black... Like, whenever I'm trying to spend money, I'm trying to find, like, the black version of it. I'm waiting for a black person to start a Fashion Nova. If you're listening, start a black <laughs> Fashion Nova. Because I spend a lot of money with them. And then I find out it's a white man. Yeah, it's a white man. He's not even... <laughs> and he steals from people, like, black designers. You know, yeah. we have a lot of black designers. They make the club wear and stuff like that. They copy He's it. still... He'll copy their designs. Right. And I'm just like, dang. <laughs> so I be sitting here designers. looking for black-owned stuff. Like, if there's a, a black... I heard there's a guy who opened up a black supermarket. Oh, yeah. And if there was one over here, I'd go to that one. Right, yeah. I thought about, like, even just having the... um. There's somebody doing an organic um, restaurant, um, the organic um, grocery store, but mm-hmm. just doing like I was saying, organic grocery store, just so we can start eating healthy and teaching yeah, people definitely. how to eat stuff and having like just basically like you said, a supermarket. We got have products, black stuff. Those people can come together and basically have the place. Like, we don't have nothing like that here. No, don't we don't. Why, so, but, but it's just like like I was saying, people don't come together. Even like what I was saying, you know, we do have a lot of hair and makeup. Even a referral, say you can't you can't take that person like oh your book. Why not refer to another black hairstylist or somebody that you know that is good? Like, hey, but this person might be open. Try this, you know? Because sometimes they'll just be like, oh, no, I can't take you. And then they won't give you a referral for somebody, you know, because they don't like that person. I'm like, come on, guys. Like, it's a a big competition. (laughs) But you see most most of it is like the younger crowd. And mm-hmm. they just, but they just learning business. So yeah, you're crazy. They gonna be almost everywhere. Then it's like, but the older people, like, they don't really like. I think they need to mingle with us a little more. They don't really want because they're like, supposed to be passing it down to right, us. Like all that. that they learn, I feel like they're supposed to be passed down. But they was like, nah, they too young. They don't even like me being Haitian. Like we have a Haitian counselor and stuff like that. And the leaders are way old, like grandma old, like 50, 70. And I feel like when they're gone, because they just keep it on that age. I'm like, when they're gone. We don't know anything about Haitian politics or right. all that stuff. It's like, who who are you going to pass it right. down to when you don't give nobody a chance to right. even shadow you and stuff like right. that? And that's one of another things why I want to get into politics. Um, and just because we got to get the younger generation involved. And it's like the older people set in their ways. Like, everything's supposed to be the way they want it to be. It's like, no, it's like, y'all ain't, y'all supposed to be, you know, we supposed to be working together. Yeah. Like, y'all supposed to be helping us. So when y'all can't fight no more, we fighting for y'all. Yeah. But we lost. We all going to be lost. Nobody <laughs> passing it down. So... Oh, you didn't ask none of the questions? No. Okay. Um, did did he tell his backstory, like like where you started from, and then how you had started your business? Kind of. Kind of, but not really. You can. We can um, what to go back to? I mean, so you want to know what made me start the business? I can't answer that, but I don't mind answering it again. Or yeah, he talked about like how he started his business. Why did he did choose the cl- um the cleaning business and stuff like that? Okay, so why did you choose? <laughs> no, we can talk about it again. No, nah, so basically, what I told her, um, it started like you know, even growing up, my mom used to have us like cleaning a lot, so that was one of the reasons. Then my dad started the cleaning business; it was never successful. So that was like, I, mean, I guess these two what was leading up to the third reason why when I was in jail, um, in prison, 
And I didn't even mention that. Every time I clean, for some reason, like, it, it made me, like, just feel at peace. Like, for some reason, it just made me feel at peace. So when I got to prison, it was a lot of jits, and, like, it was a lot of fighting. So they took away all our rights, our canteen, all that. And it was like, only way y'all can get this back is by cleaning y'all dorms. And y'all had to compete. Whoever got the cleanest dorm is going to be the one that get all the privileges. And so I was the houseman. And I had to, so basically the house person had to make sure that the house was clean when everybody go out to work or wherever they going. And for six months straight, my um, dorm came to first place every month. So I was like, if I could do this for free and hell, I can go home and do it and make money. So that's why. Okay. Yeah. And he did not drop the soap. <laughs> he didn't drop the soap. <laughs> no, he that, did not drop the soap. Is that canned soda thing legit from when, what he said? Who was who it that said that, oh, when they keep the can of soda by the, by the bathroom, that means two guys is fucking in there? Oh, really? no, I ain't never heard that. Never you never know. seen it again? No, like, never. how do they let other people know, like, don't come in here <laughs> unless you're ready to join? No, but be honest with you, like, well, you know, I ain't been to every prison, but where I was at, like, that, that gay stuff, man, people don't play like that. Like, you know, you already ain't. But I ain't gonna lie, it's gay people, you know, there's some stuff be going on, you know, but. Yeah, but some people are just gay for the state. No, nah, I mean, you ain't. Because most of the time, you, first of all, you ain't in the dorm. But, like, if you want to, so let's say we from Orlando, right? Let's say y'all from down south. You mm-hmm. know, some, it's rarely that you in a dorm with everybody, like, from down south. You know, you, so you got some of your people in the dorm. So while you in the shower, you know, like, bro, I'm going to go take a shower. Like, you know, like, your people watching, making sure. But you ain't, you don't got to rub out nothing like that. Like, people just coming out and going to shower and rape you. Because, like, they don't, like, even the prisons don't play about that rape stuff. and But that gay stuff, it, it go on. But other than that, you ain't. You gay, they gonna be trying to get you out the dorm, like you know what I'm saying. But them punks rule prison though. That they they be setting people up, like they be doing some like messy about, stuff. I always <laughs> had a question about like transgenders. Are they now like, like say if I'm a female, but you know I transition to a man, would they put me in? Nah, you gonna go what you woman? was born at? What you really? You going, I Cause like I watched the Orange <laughs> and the New Black, so oh, yeah, I saw yeah. the man. You know, yeah. he got. I seen it. I seen a dude like that. He just like completely changed, like over. But he he was born dude, so they put. Him oh, in they the put dude. him in there. But he okay, so he was okay. I he just probably wanted, was the one that was dropping the sofa. Don't know. <laughs> 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 I always wanted to know that. Like, do they even have that new law where I want to hear a setup, a setup story? Like, like, did you see somebody get set up? I mean, so you have the instance where, like, all right, let's say, it all depends. Like, let's say you got somebody in the dorm, and this person just bullying people a lot, right? He just, and they want to get him around, or he just doing, they just set you up. They may put a shank in your room, or, Ooh. like, they just, they may do anything, size to get you, like. And that's, up, like, or. an inspection type of thing, right? Yeah, so anytime. They'll put it in there uh, when you at rec or something, and then they'll go tell the CEO, like, I heard such and such got sucked in his room or something. Come back your room all messed up. They put you in a box and stuff. So it just. Have you ever been in the box? Yeah, I went to the box. Like so. How is it? <laughs> it's boring, but like so. All right, so when I was in county jail, like we used to go to the ice over every weekend. Like when it was just because we was having fun, we'd be in a room playing around. They take us to the ice over. You've been oh, up for, wow. for a few hours, like nothing. You've been a freezing, like everything. They let you keep your boxes, what you've been a freezing. So we used to go there every weekend just to have fun. Just we leave out our room, we go into the ice hole. We've been a, like four. And then it's just like one of you guys, or they put a whole bunch. No, nah, so guys? the ice hole got different. It depends how many people going up. Like if everybody acting up, everybody hanging out, <laughs> everybody go going in there. Go get, they got enough. They got enough rooms to put us in there. Like one time in New Year's, man, they took us outside and had us handcuffed to the gates because we was out like we was on the dorm just hanging out. Uh-huh. But in prison, I went to the box two times. I went to the box one time because. 
some couple of my partners from Orlando, they got into it. They, um, you know, jumping mm-hmm. on somebody from another county, and he was like, everybody from Orlando did. And I was at church at the oh, time. Oh, wow. So, so, I'm at, yeah, so I'm at church. So when I go, I'm at church, they coming in like, we need to talk to you. So they come in like, put, you, put me in handcuffs. I'm like, what I'm doing? Like, oh, you was part of a riot. I'm like, man, yeah. I was at work. That's you from Orlando. That's it. That's the all setup. The, all the dude, though, so I actually, I actually lost 30 days of my game time just doing that. Then the second time, it made me mad, right? I was I was outside cleaning the, the dorm, and it, it made me even mad to think about it. It was a black dude, a black CEO, man. Some of them food, them food was crazy. So I'm out there cleaning, and he was like, hey, you missed the spot. So I missed the spot on the other side of the building. So I'm like, all right, when I come back around, I'm going to do it. I ain't mm-hmm. see no problem with that. I ain't said no type of way. I just said, all right, when I get done, he just instantly snapped. No, I said, you missed the spot. You need to come do it right now. So I'm like... Bro, I just said before I knew it, he pushed me on the ground. So he got me on the ground. He's like, I'll kick you in your face. So I'm just looking at him like, dang, bro, you black. I'm black. Like, what I did disrespectful to you for you to be talking to me like that. So he calling me all type of niggas or whatever. Yeah. So, and I went to the bar just off that. So it was That's like, crazy. it was he crazy. He was looking. He was looking to. to yeah, get and I was mad. I was like, bro, we. And it, I don't even like look at the color thing like that. But you were like, come on, bro. You anything you supposed to be here mentoring me, telling me I need to be on yeah. the right path. But you just instantly snap on me because I missed a spot. Like this, your house. Like you know what I'm saying? It's gonna hurt you. You still getting paid. Like, <laughs> That's crazy. So yeah, that was on time. I went to the boss. That other than that. Were there any uh, white people in the jail saying nigga? Nah, I mean, it's only one white person I ever heard say that his name Cracker Black, and we call him Cracker Black because he he I mean, he from Orlando, but he actually went back to prison. He doing life now. Oh wow! But he hung around a lot of black people. Like, so that's you know, all so he knew. And we, we didn't care about that. Like we called him Cracker. He called us nigga. But other than that, you don't really. Well, me personally, I don't see no problem. Sent. It depends. I think you gotta have like you just can't be just. I don't think you just be like nigga. You know what I'm saying? Because I don't just walk around and say Cracker, but. They don't probably, it's probably like the relation But it's just the a relation you got with the people Like now looking at these days I don't see no problem with Like if a white person call me in there Anything to go all out and lose You know what I'm saying Lose my freedom or, You know what I'm saying I'll mm-hmm. try to harm I'm just gonna look at them crazy But mm, Some people just like just A white person say cry They probably They gonna say nigga They gonna slap them I didn't see yeah. any people slap Like you know I was like oh that's crazy But nah They wouldn't You just got certain ones That allowed to do it so, that's how I put it. I don't it. think none of them's allowed to do it. <laughs> now, but do you think black people are allowed to call white people crackers? Yes. <laughs> so you think all black, we can call people crackers, but nobody for can. For sure, for sure. <laughs> Why do you think so? Because we didn't, we, we didn't enslave them and then, and then call them crackers. I guess you got your point. Yeah. Like, the people who are oppressed, you can't tell You can't tell me not to call you cracker. Like, that doesn't have, like, a, a history of me doing nothing to you. <laughs> yeah. You got your point. But. And then. So, so, after you got out of jail, you decided to start your business. So, how did you actually, like, start it? Like, did you, did you just start? Like buying cleaning supplies and telling people. Uh, so actually, when I got out of jail, like I honestly didn't start my business right away. I wish I would have did, but no. Again, I wasn't ready. Like mm-hmm. so, I came home. I started working at KLC, then I was working at a call center job. Then I started going to college. I did like two years at Valencia. I ain't finished though because I just started partying and everything. So I was, <laughs> I started like I, I backslid on everything, and I said I was gonna come home. Like I kind of lost focus. And I just because reality hit me like, hey, I'm trying to get a job. Nobody want to hire me. Um, they people laboring me because I'm a convicted felon. I'm doing so. It was a, like reality hit me. So I kind of went back to the streets a little bit. To be honest with you, a lot of people didn't know that because I carried myself in a certain way. Mm-hmm. And then it was like I got in another situation 
Well, I ended up going to jail. Um, I had got pulled over. I was driving my brother's car. And this, I, and actually, it's a law that got passed because of me. I was driving my brother's car, and the police pulled me over. I was coming. I was standing in the palms then, so I was right off of Mercy Drive. So he pulled me over. You know, I know I'm clean. I, let, I stopped, let him search. I'm trying mm-hmm. to go to work. And my brother just so happened left his gun in the car. Um, oh. His gun was in the book bag. And he was in the trunk. This is the crazy thing about it. It was in the trunk. In his trunk, in his, in his car, the car, the car was in his name, and that's his trunk. So you know, it's in a book bag. So they opened the trunk, they seen a book bag. They was like, "Who book bag?" I'm like, "This is my brother." So at this time, I'm texting my brother like, "Bro, come." But what this. what constituted them going in the trunk in the first place? He no, he asked to search, but I think they did that because of my background. So when you when you when, you, when the police pull me over, they run my background, they see my yeah, robbery, fire you on mm-hmm. charge, and they and don't care how far I've been, they always like. Marquis, you, you know, you've been staying out. You got someone just like, all right, whatever. But so he go in the trunk or whatever. By that time, he going to, he opened the book bag. He see They're allowed to case. open the bags that's in the car? Like I they guess have, so. They have right to do that? I think, yeah. When they oh. say, if it's in that car, if it's in that possession, they, they, okay. they, they search in the car, that mean that part is part okay, of that. Okay, so, so everything, okay. Right, but I tell them that's not my book bag. I don't know. Well, you could have said no? Yeah, I could have said no. Oh. So and most of the time when you say no, like, they give you problems, like, you know what I'm saying? I tell them no now. I always, like, we be someone just, like, don't even bother. And someone, like, we be having an argument. But I be going live and, like, they don't be, yeah. know, they don't be knowing no lie. That's what you got to do. You got to let them know you you're not live. So he ended up, you know, finding the gun, you know, and he took my The police asked for my phone. I ain't know no better. He was like, give me, let me see your phone. And just so happened, my brother had sent me a picture of his gun. Like, he sent me a picture of his new gun. You don't see no nobody in the picture. The gun just sitting there. You know what I'm saying? It's mm-hmm. a picture of a gun. So when he seen that, like, he actually took my phone, went in my phone, went through all my, like, he just scrolled down. So, like, he violated me. He could, he, he could, he couldn't do that. So now it's a law, like, they cannot search your phone unless they got a warrant. And because of that, that court, they just trying to give me 10 years for that. It went wow. all the way, it took me two years to fight that case. It went all the way up to the Supreme Court. But he brought the Constitution law about it. And I could have went, I probably could have sued him because, like, I probably had come crazy Yeah, but you didn't even know. How long ago was that? I'd sue him now. This was like, like, now that I'm thinking about it, I'm like, <laughs> man, you know what? This I, was like... This was maybe like five years ago. I don't know. So what's I, the statute of right. limitation for that? Though. But uh, yeah, I didn't have my run-ins with it. But ain't nothing major. Like I ain't been back out there committing no crimes. It's just been I got resist, resisting without violence. One time, me and the police got into it outside. Mm-hmm. A black police, like he just like overusing mm-hmm. his authority. And I was telling you not to handle me like that. You know that case got through. I uh, I went to jail for a marijuana charge. I mean they need to legalize that in the state of Florida. But I mean other than that, no. But are so, you on probation? No, nah, I did my two. I had four years of probation. I did two years oh, good, years. so I was, I got two years and got an outdoor. But I started my cleaning business actually. Get to your question. We went through all that. Actually, <laughs> um, I started my cleaning business by with tax money. So oh, I'm just like you know, see, this guys, year we got some tax. Take money. notes. I got take it. Notes. Get and your taxes it, done with me, and, and then. <laughs> <laughs> and the cleaning business. Not only thing I spent most of my money on marketing, like buying my materials, my website, getting my vehicle wrapped, cleaning supplies. That's cheap. So I, I, I was in one of those brands. Like and even to this day, most of my money go towards marketing. Mm-hmm. Like try to you know put it, but I did a, a good job. And marketing is very stuff. important. I think people like I didn't know that until you know social media and stuff. I'm like marketing is very important. You know right. your brand. Yeah. So. And if you need um, anything marketed, uh, Haitians who blog, mm-hmm. y'all hit them up. They're black media. Yeah, they're black media. Yeah. She does promotions and mm-hmm. advertisement really good. So, you know, we got to shout out yep. our black businesses. Whenever you start a black business, you should try to find some black businesses to help you out. Right. Because that's how the money keeps getting rotated. Always. Okay. So 
That's cool. <laughs> That's cool. You started with tax money. That's what people should do with their tax yeah. money. Yeah. Start a business or put it somewhere. Because I ain't like years ago, we used to like blow money. I'm like, damn, we just had. Yeah, stop buying the fake Louis, <laughs> the fake Louis belts and the, the Versace. Like, stop buying all the fake stuff and just, you know. And it was at one point, I'd just be crazy about like high end stuff. Now I'm like, after being an entrepreneur, and just I know like, you are fashionable. Like, Very you know, fashionable. Like, <laughs> I'm like, nah, right. And just go. Mm-mm, not no more. Whatever happened to the prom? I you used to do this like see, positive everybody, event. Everybody, yeah, actually, I gotta talk about this. So see, all right. So because now there's trap gala prom. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I'm, gonna, I'm gonna say. <laughs> wait, wait, so, hold, let me give a backstory yeah, for people that are not in Orlando because I never heard it. So Marquise had this event. It's um, what is it called again? The adult prom. The adult prom. So what he did is like you know some of us adults we probably you know didn't go to prom. We probably got pregnant. You know so what. <laughs> Right. Trust me. You'd be surprised <laughs> in the like hood. You felt that. <laughs> I felt that. But um yeah, a lot of people we couldn't go to prom, you know, black people too. You could you're probably your parents couldn't afford, you couldn't get that dress, that hairdo and stuff like that. So he black. had a huh? My prom was whack. See, even, 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 see, see, even even See, that's what I'm saying. So, so what he did, like he made an event and it's called Adult Prom and um he tried to do it in Orlando. I remember I went to one and it was like not that many people, like people hyped it up so much on social and media. They show up. And then it show up, and I'm just like, see, but see, what, and so, and that was re- like the real reason why I really did. I missed my prom. Like I went to jail, you know, prison, so I was like, dang, I want to go to prom. I want to dress mm-hmm. up. And the funny thing about it, that wasn't the first actual prom. I did a prom way back years ago called Twitter prom, where everybody was on Twitter, and it was crazy. That was you. Yeah, I, that was so. So it went, cra- it went crazy. Like I didn't even know that was. And it. the funny thing about it, and I said, nah, and I don't mind saying it. Like I feel like a lot of these promoters, and I'm cool with most of them. Like they didn't want to put their pride to the side, like because they didn't come up with the event. And I even like, you know, we could sit at the table, like you know, they really mm-hmm. didn't. And I was mad. And they were like, they did another prom, right? Mm-hmm. But they, for some reason, they got called back. I feel like y'all should have been reaching out to me, like you know. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying, but now nah, that's why mm-hmm. I feel like I inspired some of that stuff, like the trap. I think gala. we should bring it back. Oh, we is, we we bring is. it back. We is, we gonna we gonna do it. I want to make it big though, like I think. Maybe so. maybe it's the name. We thought about switching the name, like because see, and another one we thought about doing was the um the alumni gala. Call it the alumni gala. All the you know what I'm saying, all the different high schools and stuff, and like the homecoming is. But but we we've been playing with the name, but I'm like, nah, I should I want to keep it adult prom. Then. Okay. Cause maybe adult prom they think about cause like. The seniors, the senior homes, they have adult prom. Oh, so maybe wow. that's what comes in mind. <laughs> no, I think because cause I think it's a because when, when you said adult prom, I was thinking prom. Mm-hmm. And then I was like, but when you said trap gala, I was like, oh, OK, because trap gala sound lit. <laughs> right, you know what I mean. It's different, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's it, the name. It maybe, hit, maybe, yeah. Do yeah. the name. It hit different. Yeah, you know so what we, I mean? we've been playing around with it though. I'm thinking we still, we still. I wanted everybody been asking me. I want to be. You know, I thought about doing it around classic time, like because it's yeah, a different so, vibe. Like I dress up because classic time, everybody go to like. Type like trap clubs, like so. I'm like, I want to do it around class time. We and we copyrighting so this. We if anybody's <laughs> doing no no uh, prom around around uh, but classic time. time in Orlando, you guys yeah. can't. That's can't market, do that. Okay, right. Nobody. But we all thought about just. And I'm trying to even do like. Y'all a owe him fifty percent if you you do it. You owe him. So. No, that's what's up though. And also, like, I have a friend. I told her to reach out to you, but um, we don't have like a father daughter dance in Orlando, and I think. 
You know, you need to. It's something, but see, I mean, I, you need the, to come with that. A lot of people ask me, like, they actually done it. So that certain stuff, when I know I got friends that be doing it, I'll be like, no, nah, I ain't going to do it. I, no, but, but, you know, there's a specific community. I'm talking about, like, you know, the hood, like Pine Hills, Mercy Drive, Crosstown. And there's a lot of that. And they take care of their kids. Right. And I feel like, you know, that would be nice. You know, for them, so especially like the Haitian community too, because you know you down with us. You know you eat our food right. and we chill oh, yeah, with you. <laughs> and I think like these dads, because you know they always say Haitian kid, people don't take care of their kids, but they do. Like I think that'll be a nice event for Orlando. When is Father's Day? We got Father's Day. I don't know. We can June. Get, we can if we can it, get it to, but it to. I, I keep on telling her I like contact him because. That's the biggest bet. You know, I, get some vendors. I can't that. reach the Haitian community, so I, y'all gonna have to do that part. That's what I'm saying. If we team up, team up, I feel like we could. we could do this. That would be like very nice. It will. Cause like all these ideas on the podcast. That's fine. They can't take it. We're gonna start them if they take it. <laughs> <laughs> My manager got me. <laughs> Wait, hold up. <laughs> but yeah, somebody actually we actually was working on something from last year about it, but I just be I be so Busy, busy mm-hmm. just, I don't it's hard. I barely have time for like I would see people with their kids, like they be going out, like they be touching me. I'd be like, dang, I was because I was like, my kids live but with me. But that's the time you too. take to find right. more black people to put on the team, right? Yeah, it's hard, it's I, it's, it's, but it is it's hard. Trust, it's a trust. It's hard. I'm, I'm trying it's to learn trust. how to like, and I was telling her I got burnt like by a few. Like it's crazy, like all my most of my some of my mentors, like they white, like these people, like they be giving me the game, like yeah. Black people, I ain't saying I met some genuine black people and we still got connection, but some black people they like they screwed me. Like if I went really right in the mental, I'd probably be back in jail, like how they played me and stuff, trying to and when they see how young I am, they be like, Dang, this, this he know a lot. Then it's like, let me see how far I can get. And I don't know everything, so everything I don't know, they find a way to get over on me. And I haven't experienced that with white people. So that's why I be telling people I ain't so I ain't so ready to be all pro-black because my people going to be the ones that take me down and how I feel like. So I'm like, no, nah, I keep keep white people on my team. Yeah. Because <laughs> you learn a lot from them, though. You learn a lot because they're, I don't know why, but it's so easy to pass. Like, they'll tell you. They'll give you hints. They'll give you education and stuff like yeah. that compared to, you know, a black older person. They're like, mm. I even, I even got attacked by a lady who was like, oh, your logo. Why you got a white person on your logo? I'm like, well, first of all, I ain't even noticed that. I thought it was like a cartoon. But I noticed like it was. a cartoon. It's not white though. But I was like, if you want to go there, first of all, my daddy is that color. My youngest son is that color. Mm-hmm. Like then I was like, this be technically, I'm trying to go like global with this business. Mm-hmm. How far would I go with a black, like a black dude, just like a black character on us? Like you know, some people like ain't, you know, to be technically like be reality. But some places like when they have like logos like that. They'll dress it up like African, or they'll dress it up as like Russian to just make it international. Yeah, like yeah, but you'll be only catered to your brand. Though. Like I want to cater outside of because like I feel like having a, if my father be like, all right, make that character like look black as possible. Like it feel like I'd have been limited to myself, and I would have just been able to the brand to the black community. Not saying that some white because some white people, most of the white people love us. They love us, mm-hmm. but it's like. No, I'm keep it a neutral color, and I can do, I can go anywhere with it. So that's how I look at it. Are you still doing um, cleaning like the houses for veterans for free? Oh, Are yeah, you still doing what, that too? Yeah, people don't never take a, they don't never take a, they don't never hit me up. I think they just think I be playing. But like, <laughs> if you call me and like, you know, my grandma, you know, she can't clean, she can't do that. You know, I'm gonna come in, uh, I'm gonna do it. I'm gonna find some time and do it. Like, I really like that's my way of giving back. I really want to clean for people that can't clean, disabled citizens. Because I had went to one guy house and. 
this guy like his condition was like crazy. He's like his family not don't live here. He he said he wouldn't even let people come in his house. How bad it was, and it was bad. Like, he probably couldn't just couldn't clean. It's hard when you can't move around or yeah. something. And he and he had a, like he loved cats. Like he you know, oh. and, and, and it's crazy because he was like, please don't like don't tell call code enforcement because you're not. And I guess in Florida you're only supposed to have certain many cats you can stay in your house. I think it's like four or three or whatever. But this guy really? had thirteen cats. Thirteen. And I'm talking about when I say stuff, I got pictures like you know what I'm saying. Man, that house was crazy. I was so mad because I cleaned one part. <laughs> I always of think about women. You know, I never cleaned one part of the house and I, I cleaned it real good. And I came back the next day, it was messed up. He was like, The cats didn't like what you did. I'm like, To cats. If you don't. <laughs> I was, I was I was mad, but I was just like, you know, that would really make me like just starting. Like, I I done I done a lot of stuff. Like, took a lot of stuff from people in my years back in the day. So I was like, I got to give back. So even you know, I'm supposed to be doing stuff with other cleaners where we just go through different projects and cleaning. Cause I especially like the ponds. I stayed over there and I hate it every time I go over there. Like I. I'm still even like if I come politician. I want to find out what's on with that property because that property supposed to been took care away. Yeah, a long time just, ago. I think it's a money thing. It's just but we gonna we want to clean our communities for free. Just walk go around and pick up the trash that's and stuff nice. like that. So, like, so, oh, so you clean like outside of places too? Mm-hmm. Okay, yeah, he does all kinds of cleaning. So, how can people like get in contact? Like say, hey, I want my house or I want my company or like how how did it contact did they call you did they message you oh no <laughs> you gotta put the information no, out so on, on the facebook page is the dirt master llc um the phone number is on the, the on email uh, i am the dirt master at gmail.com also on instagram my personal page which i mean it's the same thing i'll be across business the dirt master ceo or the dirt master uh, i am the dirt master on, mm-hmm. on instagram so so. And on the website is getting rebuilt over, so we getting that over done over. And, and you stuff. clean. You say you clean housing, um, businesses. Business, what else? Um, commercial. We haven't started carpet. We think about. I'm still like. Oh, I keep on tagging you in carpet because <laughs> I always say every time I say steam. I think I about. So I get so much clients like carpet. And I pass them to my boy that do carpet. So I'm like. Oh, shout him out on here too. Oh, is it? Is it? Yeah. Is he does it all? He does carpet. He's the best carpet cleaner. So I don't know. I feel bad like for crossing over into carpet. Then it's like I may sit him at sit at the table with him though and see what type. Cause I be giving up some mm-hmm. money doing. Because a lot of people, especially <laughs> like you know, you're moving out that apartment. You want your deposit back. Oh yeah, we, <laughs> you we need get, a good steam clean. We get it. Get all that with the deposit. I need the carpet. I need that carpet because like, I have a dog. You got to catch. You gotta catch yeah, because I have a dog, and so like <laughs> I've been trying to like I have to keep renting the, oh, the rug the doctor thing. Oh yeah, and I'm lazy. <laughs> I really don't want. Yeah, to. so we even think about franchising. Like, so I just started. Um, I got a good my guy named Vincent. So one of my ultimate goals with the company, like I said, is to build enough to be a big enough brand where I can offer franchise for people that want to like. It's oh, coming yeah. out of prison. Like they want to start a bit a cleaning business. Like you know what I'm saying. We want to offer them that type of franchise. So and he just actually like came up. We do it a experiment. It's not a experiment because he got an actual business, but up under the franchise. So he got the Dirt Master um, LLC pressure washing. So I don't do pressure washing, but he do all of the pressure washing. So it, all my logos are gonna be the same logo. Just the guy got have like two different tools in his hand. He got a different tool in his hand. So that's oh, okay, why. that's what's And up. he just came out of prison from doing ten years. So that's like I feel good being able to help somebody that's coming out of prison. And he actually, you know, I watched him for a while. But I observe him, you know what I'm saying. So he real solid. So you know. Okay. Are you I've hiring? 
Not at the moment. Not I just moment. lost the contract, so. Yeah. <laughs> you need, we got, you uh, might, you know, you might regain the contract with this podcast. Yeah, but, so. yeah I thought it was a life learning <laughs> lesson. I learned a lot from that contract, but, you know, I, I plan on hiring in the, in the soon. I just got a new, uh, I, I had lost the opportunity just because I wasn't ready for that, and I was playing around. So, like, that's why I really got the new truck I got, so I can mm -hmm. put a ladder rack on it. So, and it and made me realize that we be wanting so much, but it's like, are we ready for it? Like, you know what I'm saying? Some people be mm -hmm. jumping out, like. We got to make sure we're ready for some of the opportunities that we're going for. So. Do you clean up, like, after events and stuff? Like, when they have events and yeah, stuff? Yeah, they call me, I'll do it. You should have gone to Miami. Could have got some good money. Oh yeah, <laughs> making those connections. So some, of, some of those probably become like those be like in houses. Like, so Miami probably got people they do it. They probably got yeah, inmates probably. they do it and stuff like that. Okay. But certain stuff they be doing. How do you go about to get contracts? Like, what's what's a good strategy for somebody? So all right, so the best like if you want to get. So it depends what type of contract. So the city got contracts, the state got contracts. So it's, it's certain ways you have to go through, or you could just. Do got, you need you like know. different licenses and stuff? No, for only that? thing you just have to be is registered. You just be registered in the state of Florida. You got your business license. That's it. Now, like like I'll tell you with the minor, I always say any black business owner get your minority certification. It's crazy because I ain't even got. It. I be so busy, really? but it's a free process. But it's a hard process. They put you through so much, and that was one of the things. Um, when he was running, um. Pete, Pete Clark, when he was running for mayor, and he mm -hmm. was trying to change that process because they asked him, what you going to do to help black business? He was like, I want to change that process for the minority certification because you got to do it for the county, you got to do it for the city, and you got to do the state. But he's just trying to make it one application where you can get it for the whole state. So basically what the minority certification is, right, let's say that, you know, you was buying a new, you was building this new project, right? Mm -hmm. And let's say you was white. Or even if you was black, mm -hmm. you were just saying you had this contract worth $10 million. Mm -hmm. Before you get that contract, or even before you bid on that contract, you got to make sure that you got a minority person that you're gonna give let's say the cleaning business you're gonna give some of the cleaning the cleaning work to so you already got to have a minority so being a minority we got some pros but i think the system is kind of rigged like they pick and choose who they want to get to it somebody mm -hmm. like we're gonna make sure this person get all the contracts because i'm signed up with orange county and i be missing a lot of janitorial contracts and i be like this contract ain't come to my email like they be sending me contracts for stuff that i don't even do yeah. so i think it's really something in the system where we need to we, we got to dig down and see what's going on making some fair opportunity like i so. didn't even know about that certification yeah, yeah so i always tell people get yeah. your minority certification like so you know saying you can be, have access to look at some of these jobs so. is that is that the same thing where i know they always say like um the state or the government they give you money if you have this many minorities on your team is that the same thing what is that so i haven't I don't think that's the same thing. I don't even know if they give you like money just for having oh, minority. That like, sounds like, I, a I, e -E like the equal opportunity. Well, you I don't have know if there's to have something. You have to have a percentage. Yeah, but that you'll get you'll get a penalty if you don't. That's the thing. Oh, so it's a penalty that you get if yeah, you don't have, if okay. they don't have a certain amount of women and uh, minorities. Okay, so that's what that was. So. I mean, I'll be learning something new every day. Yep. <laughs> Is that it with everybody? Y'all want to close it out? Yeah. I, I thought that was a good, a yeah, good no. look. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much for coming. No, this is like very like educational. I learned a lot today, so that was cool. Yes. And a lot of people also learned that there's a black business over here. And if you guys need somebody to clean up after your event, he's here. Yeah. If you need somebody to clean up your house, y'all decide to have a house party. Everybody got messed up. You can just hit them up. You know, carnival season is coming, so anybody that's doing, like, juve or something, you got somebody. Mm -hmm. He cleans you up. You clean all the glitter off the floor, <laughs> all, all the feathers. <laughs> <laughs> you got the pressure washer, so you, you got the good. pressure washer. <laughs> Vincent, Vincent got the pressure washer. They, they team up. They team up. <laughs> like, this is getting contracts right, man.
Yep. Make get sure you got your contracts. Get that tax money and start your business. Start the business with that tax money. Stop buying a, a broken car and then you got to <laughs> fix the car next week and you blow all the money on the car. Start a business you like doing. A lot of people just start business because they yeah. think people be like, you know, oh, you making money. And I'm like, you like, you sure you like cleaning? I'll be telling people, make sure you like that's what you're doing, not just because you see other people making money because you don't even know they may not even be the one that's. And yeah, you know, paying for all the stuff. So yeah, start yeah, a always business. something that you like and enjoy. But start something. Yeah. But start something. Start something. Shout out to Shadé wearing my choker. Well, you know, <laughs> I had to get the fuck nigga energy out of my life. <laughs> <laughs> so I got my T natural <laughs> choker on here. All right, then we're gonna close it up. That's it. Bye, people.